Our stock bears building a new narrative. Inflation numbers have plateaued somewhat, and that was celebrated by the market. But now we've had a week where bad data has been bad for stocks, good data has been bad for stocks, bond yields are down, and equities have been selling off this week anyway. What's it telling us? Let's bring in Brian Levitt joining from Invesco, global market strategist. Brian, good to see you again. Thanks for joining this morning. Hey, right now we've got a situation where bond yields keep going down, but stocks aren't responding like they used to. Is this telling us a message about the imminence of recession? Should we be worried? Well, I think the, the reality of a recession is, is, is a good one. I mean, I, I think that, you know, there's a high probability of it, but the market priced in already, in my opinion, a mild recession. I mean, when you're down 25% peak to trough, that's in line with some of the more mild recessions of the past, like in 1981, like in 1991. So I'm not overly concerned about uh, whether or not we're going to have a recession from a market perspective. The market can do okay through that. What has been interesting to me is this easing of financial conditions, as you've talked about. The 10-year bond yield is basically telling us that the Fed's done its job. And ultimately, that should create a better backdrop for risk assets. Now, there may be fits and starts, but feels like a, a better backdrop for risk assets is emerging. Now, the recession that uh, we debated this summer, how do we define it? Two quarters of GDP contracting, to your point, seems like we've had this conversation uh, out in front of us that some of it should be priced in, but uh, what if uh, it's getting more extreme? What if uh, the uh, money for the consumer is running dry after this holiday season? Because it seems like we've got lately, I mean, we had a huge sell-off in regional banks this week. We had a big drop in crude oil. These are not the type of things that were the defining characteristics of the bear market the past year. This is a little bit of a different type of selling. What do you make of it? Yeah, and, and quite frankly, this is what the Fed has tried to engineer. I mean, they've, they've attempted to create an environment where people feel less wealthy. And so the economy starts to slow and inflationary pressures come down. So there's always been this challenge of navigating it. Can you bring inflation down without cratering the economy? Um, in many ways, you can look at the economic data and say, we're, we're hanging in probably a bit better than, than many expected. Um, more importantly, in my opinion, is what's going to happen with inflation. It is, it is likely to come down pretty rapidly. At least that's what the bond market is telling us. Um, can you get through that without an official recession? Perhaps not. But again, what would the market have to do in a recession? Um, you know, in, in a mild recession, earnings go down, what, 10, 15 percent. So, the multiples also tend to expand as interest rates come down. So, you know, even if you figure 180 on earnings, which would be a pretty bad recession, but multiples expanding 15% as they often do when rates come down, you know, 3,600, 3,700 could have been, you know, the, the, the bottom on this um, more recently. And so, yeah, there's going to be more volatility till we have greater policy certainty. But I think that for investors um, getting bearish now, um, you've, you've, you're, you're probably too late to do that. The VIX uh, doesn't really go below 20 anymore. You can kind of draw a straight line connecting the lows of VIX upward sloping. It's a line that basically looks like the downward sloping line of the S&P 500 the past year. Why wouldn't you get bearish right there, Brian, when every time we get down to 20, VIX rips? 
Well, the VIX rips um, because of the policy uncertainty. And, and so where, you know, if you think of 40 as extreme volatility and 20 as complacency, it's largely moved in this pattern based on um, the uncertainty with regards to policy. My point is to say that we're likely getting to a point of closer, we're likely getting closer to some policy clarity. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be at the next meeting or you know, even February 2023, but we're getting closer. And inflation seems to have peaked. And if you compare it to, I like using 8081 as an example. Inflation peaked uh, in March 1980. Volcker raised rates through the end of the year. You had a recession in 81. Feels like a similar parallel to right now, but if you had invested when inflation peaked, even though there was still volatility along the way, you were quite happy over the next couple of years. Mm. Okay, so you're looking for this to be a pretty big turning point uh, at some point soon here, that policy clarity. What if the clarity is coming uh, from, not to beat the horse here, but uh, deeper economic decline? What are the odds of that right now? Where would that come from? Where is the economic risk? If the Fed risk, to your point here, is lessening somewhat, it does seem like the market is getting some clarity from the Fed. What if we just exchange that uh, for something else? What are the odds of uh, uh, more economic weakness in a form that we haven't seen just yet? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the periods where you've had significant economic weakness, like a 2008, doesn't feel like that environment. Uh, the banks are far better capitalized. American households are in better shape. If you look at an 01, you know, that was exacerbated by a terror attack. You look at 73, 74, 75, that was structural inflation. It doesn't seem like we have structural inflation. So my, my base case would still say if there were to be a recession, it would be of the more mild variety. Now, we don't know the lagged effects of monetary policy. We've seen a significant amount of tightening in a very short period of time. If that you know, cripples business investment, if that really weighs on consumer activity, uh, we're going to be in a more contraction environment uh, for longer, which means you would want to be more defensive in your portfolio. So it's really about the turning point. When do you start to get more? I think investors have been a little bit more defensive. When do you start to get more risk on in the portfolio? If you believe what the tenure is telling you, if you believe what the US dollar is telling you, it suggests that closer to the end of the tightening cycle, the fundamentals of the economy are okay, and the market will lead the economy even if we have a mild recession. Okay, so uh, we're certainly uh, looking at all the same things, the drop in the yield, the drop in the dollar. Question is whether or not it's still telling us the same things that it has when it's gone up uh, the past year, is the uh, opposite now going to hold? Uh, so bulls certainly hoping that those relationships do hold. Uh, Brian, to the consumer, what's the bull case here for the consumer? I'm looking at these charts of savings that are on a steady decline. They're basically now showing we've eroded whatever we had during the COVID boom. We had some warnings from analysts this week about companies like Discover and Capital One that are more exposed to some pretty high credit risk as we've taken on quite a bit of debt. So if we're not getting any new uh, money from the government, what is the next bull case for the consumer? What's like the what's the 2023 uh, case for my bank account building up if it's not stocks? Well, we didn't really want a bull case for the consumer, unfortunately, and that's the challenge of inflation. For the, for the first time in decades, we had seen more of the gains of the economy accrue to labor than to capital uh, because of uh, fears of inflation and a uh, 
you know, a wage price spiral, we, the, the Federal Reserve decided to put it down. So when you think about what the Fed is doing, raising short rates that, that had strength in the dollar, equity valuations down, that's all designed to make us feel less wealthy. And what that has done as we've started to feel less wealthy, consumption has moderated. Now, importantly, it hasn't collapsed, but it has moderated, causing business inventories to go back up. And, and that's how you bring down goods inflation. So that's precisely what the Fed has tried to uh, maneuver, tried to create. So they've, they've been successful in that respect. Now, what happens from here? Look, we don't need the consumer uh, to be robust. I mean, think about 09 through 2019, a more modest growth environment with inflation more benign was just fine for risk assets. So you need the consumer to hang in, right? We can't have a collapse in consumption but you know what we've been what we've been trying to engineer what the fed's been trying to engineer is this slowdown in the us consumer all right brian good to catch up it's been a while glad to have you back on the show great convo thank you good to see you thank you brian levitt global market strategist at invesco with the bull case here for things seeing some relief from the fed not exactly a big economic pickup for the consumer but right now according to brian the priority still about the fed's transparency